Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Today's guest, Avi Nanja, founder of Better World Ed, has created a curriculum that subtly teaches empathy, along with math, reading, and science. He'll also share insights about his superpower, holding open, hard, and vulnerable conversations, and how that helps change the world. Avi, thank you so much for joining me today. It's just a thrill to have you. Thank you for making time. Thank you, Devin. I'm super excited to be here. Well, you're doing some really cool stuff. And uh, so tell, tell everybody, I don't want to butcher it by telling people what you're doing. You tell people what you're doing, and then we'll talk more about it. But you, you're doing some cool work. Cool. I feel like I would trust you to do this better than I do. I, I, it's like this evolving thing over the past so, so many years of like, how do we actually express what we do and why quickly? Um, we create stories all over the world. The organization's called Better World Ed, Better World Education, and we create wordless videos that tie to narratives about real people's lives all over the world to teach everything we learned in school, but in a more human way. So the whole idea is just to humanize the learning journey for all of us, including you and me, um, in a way that brings learning to life and, and makes it something that's accessible for a kid. Yeah, this is really an interesting premise, but I do need you to explain how it works. So, so kids watch a wordless video and they learn math from that. Tell us how that works. Help okay. us make that tri- that leap. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's do a little example. So imagine we're watching a video about Shantanu, a chaiwala in India. And we see all the different things going on in his life, in his day, he's smiling, he's laughing, he's talking to customers, he's, he's having a great time. And you hear good music and you have that kind of experience of stepping into his world. From there, after the video, there are written narratives about Shantanu's life that help us dive into who is this person. And so that's where we start to weave in all of the literacy problems, the math problems, all the different ways that a young person and the teacher and you and me can, can engage with this person's story, learn about who this person is, and then also address different math things going on in someone's life. So Shantanu is trying to figure out moving from plastic cups to glass cups. He's trying to do the math on one, how much money is he going to, so there's so many different math problems in there. So mm-hmm. many different open-ended ways we could take that, right? But it could be, how much is he going to save? How much plastic is he going to save? How much water is he going to use now to wash those cups? Like all of these different things that it's real math that real people have to think through in, a, in their day-to-day lives. And then also something that helps us talk about climate change and helps us talk about the environment and helps us talk about waste. So it's like a real math problem in someone's life that we get to experience, visualize while learning about somebody else somewhere else in the world. And all of that's happening at once. So it's, it's a fundamentally, uh, this and all the lessons are about empathy uh, and, and they provide those tentacles into a broad range of social and environmental issues that we can think about. And so it makes education more engaging for the students, doesn't it? Yeah. And potentially without explicitly being about it, brings this kind of desire for understanding and desire for awareness into the lives of everybody who engages with it. We've, we've seen so many people say after watching this video of a, say a food truck owner in New York, I can't stop thinking about what someone's life is like as a food truck owner every time I walk by one. And so 
it's like there's this potential when you engage in a wordless video to really take the desire for empathy to a whole different level. Because when we have a video with words, and I mean, there's no like, you're being told what's going on. And when we walk down the street, we're not being told what that person walking by us or that food truck owner or Shantanu the Chaiwala is like. We're not being told that person's story. So there's this potential that as we engage with more and more video as we grow up, that has that narrator, that has that narrative, we start to think we know all the answers. And so these wordless videos kind of reverse that and prevent that from happening. And so like this way of saying, well, wait a minute, we don't know until we ask, until we dig in. And that's where the written stories come in. So that's that like, it's almost like, how do we engage in the practice of empathy naturally and build it into somebody's like wiring in a way yeah. that lasts forever? It's incredibly important these days, I, I, I think there is some pretty good evidence that uh, uh, over the last decade, and I, my view is it is driven somewhat by technology, right? That we have been finding ourselves aligning more closely with political tribes than ever before. And it's creating huge wedges and, and we're aligning ourselves more and more with people who feel the same way we do about everything. And we shun those that fail a purity test that aren't in enough in our group. And so we're, we're really, it seems like doing the opposite of empathy uh, organizationally and systematically. Again, it seems like it's driven by technology and not to put too close a word on it, but Facebook and other social media platforms are building us into narrower, narrower, firmer tribes. Do you see that? And do you see this, what you're doing as a remedy for that? Yeah, I, I see it. I, I don't have a Facebook account. Um, I had one growing up and then deleted it in 2016. Um, and as well as all the other social media platforms I had. And part of it was because I felt like I was lost in a bubble. Um, one of the things that we're really trying to do is help a young person learn from the get-go and all of us as we engage as parents, teachers, whoever else is engaging with this content while engaging with kids, that those bubbles we create for ourselves, yes, are being encouraged by very large platforms and there's lots of money behind that and, and lots of money behind those algorithms. At the same time, it's something that we potentially do as people anyway and and because i find myself when i'm not engaging with all this content still gravitating towards people who see the world similarly to me and still feeling like when i see somebody on the street who's wearing a hat that has a very different message than what i'm about i feel something in me and so it's like how do we unpack that i mean how do we take a step back and say well wait a minute i mean just because this person is wearing a hat that has the opposite message of what I believe in, in so many ways, doesn't mean that we can't have a meaningful conversation. Doesn't mean that we might not enjoy each other's company. Doesn't mean that we might not find connection. And doesn't mean that at some point we might see a lot of the world similarly if we took the time together. And so that's really easy for me to say. And I think really, really, really hard to practice on a day to day to day to day to day level. And I, I think that's what this curriculum's about. It's to say, this will never be easy. Um, 
We're not saying it will be. We're not saying that this can fix everything. But if we were to wire ourselves a little differently, at whatever age we start engaging with it in this way, mm -hmm. and we start to think, well, as I learn about this person's story, there's a chance that I'll start seeing this person differently. And to be open to that. And and to be watching someone's experience in, the, in the, one's day-to-day -day life and seeing them smiling, seeing them laughing, seeing them engaging with their family, seeing them engaging at work. Before we know political beliefs, the way people see the world, what religion they practice, all these things, just seeing all of that can change the way we understand one another, understand people, and can really humanize our experience as humans. Yeah, yeah. As you engage with students and teachers who have participated in this curriculum, what are you seeing in terms of feedback? What are they telling you about how it's changing their view of the world, uh, their quality of education, et cetera, et cetera? What's the feedback? Everybody says it better, and there's a cool video for this that I don't know how to bring to life in the same way that we've heard students and teachers do it, but I could try. Um, it's powerful. I mean, I found myself just tearing up and crying in classrooms, watching things happening because there's these moments of like, you hear a fifth grader or a group of fifth graders or third graders or seventh graders saying, I never ever thought I would start to wonder about people in this way. Or I never, I can't find myself now walking by, as we talked about earlier, a food truck owner without wondering, well, who is this person? And so now when I go get my food, I'm also curious about this person's life. I want to engage. I want to ask questions. I no longer have this feeling of, oh, that person just does this because that's all they could do. And so there's like the unpacking happening for a fifth grader of choices in life that we make about profession, about what what does it mean to have a fulfilling, meaningful life that we're hearing now like eight-year-olds talking about and discussing. And so I can only imagine now longitudinally what's going to happen to that person when they're 15, 20, 30, thinking about like what career choices to make. And maybe we would have people who are really pursuing a dream and in a meaningful way and thinking about plastic and glass cups and thinking about, and so we'll hear students saying like, I want to do something and I want to think about how to make that happen meaningfully. I want to think about how to pursue my life in that kind of way. And kids will say it in such different ways, but there's this beauty in this consistent, like desire to understand what that means and not an answer to like, I'm going to make it. I mean, I know what I'm going to do. It's like, there's the curiosity of, I want to figure out how to do that. And it, it's like, a, there's a humility in there too. So it's like, when I was a kid, when I was 10, I, I, I had all kinds, or 15, I had all kinds of answers. I thought I knew. I mean, at 20, I thought I knew. At 24, I thought I knew how to fix these big problems in education. And I think it's like that unpacking for that kids are doing at such a young age that I wish I had had in a more meaningful way and that I'm getting now through our curriculum, through these experiences yeah. where it's like, we don't have the answers yeah. but together. We could actually figure it out. It, it, it's interesting that you uh, have come upon something that, that I feel I have come upon in a very different way. But uh, you know, I, this is, 
you know, I've, I've stopped counting, but I've done about 1300 episodes of the show. So I've talked cool. to a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, recently I wrote a book about some of them and their, the conversations we had around superpowers, what they describe as their unique superpowers. And uh, it was really profound for me. And, and one of the things that kept coming up over and over again in different ways is connecting with other people, empathy, love. Uh, and, and, and it comes up, in, in lots of different ways. And I realize these are really fundamental skills that, you know, when I think back to, you know, my early education, I don't have any recollection of any education around empathy. Uh, I, you know, there was a little bit on be nice to the other kids, uh, but, but really there was no, and you're really saying kids are natural. Humans are natural if we, but we have to cultivate all these good things that humans can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like saying when people are like, I'm trying to think of a, of a solid example for this, but when people will say something like, I don't know, we're naturals at it, so it should just be happening. And so it, it's like human, I'll hear this sometimes. It's, so it's like human nature that we do bad things because look, look, it's happening. And we'll have this conversation of kind of like, wait a minute, but did we cultivate, did we practice all those other things like can can we talk about all the examples that are happening in school of the competitive nature of things and like how we're trying to do better than each other and then think about like how does that impact that person and now like show me the experiences we're having where kids are really learning to to wonder about each other to care about each other practicing that in school it's really not happening at any kind of scale yeah. and with any kind of depth and so it's this like everyone has this superpower inside. And, and it's just this question of, do we actually focus on cultivating that, cultivating that desire to understand one another? Because at the end of the day, if we want to have a shot at actually addressing all of these huge, massive systemic problems, it's going to take everybody working together. Like there is no person out there who has some like beautiful, magical answer. It, that's just not a thing. That, yeah. Well, Abi. What do you think of as your superpower? Devin, I have no idea. I, I, I struggle with um, <laughs> figuring out how to grow this organization. I wonder sometimes if I'm the right person to be doing it. Like, there's so many. Um, it's hard to get past that, that sometimes to think like, what is my superpower? Um, something I've heard often is actually the ability to have these kinds of like open, hard, vulnerable conversations with people um, and, and seeing that turn into something meaningful for the other person and myself. Um, yeah. So I, I think there's an element of like, I mean, we make these stories about people all over the world and we, we have video footage of people like brushing their teeth, like praying in a situation where they've never let anybody into that room with them to pray. Like, and we're there and we've met for like 24 hours or less and are doing all of these things. It's like, yeah, we're literally filming somebody like waking up from bed who would have never let like anybody in their room. So I think it's this kind of, um, I don't know, like there's no, it just, if we just live wholly and, and like express that with somebody and are vulnerable and open, 
people open up. So I don't know yeah. what, what that is. I, it's, I don't know if it's a superpower as much as like a, there's like a gift and a curse there. Cause half the time it, it leaves me with this feeling of like, I don't know what, is this good? Like, should we be living this way? Like, is yeah. this, because I don't see it so much. So it's like, I don't know. Is it weird that I'm just like open to having a, I don't know, two hour discussion with somebody I just met at a cafe about some of the hardest things going on in my life. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to make of that. Yeah. It's uh it seems like it's an essential element of, of uh, empathy. Uh, what you're talking about, this openness, this uh, being vulnerable and, and eliciting vulnerable moments from people. It seems to me though, that that ability is driving your impact, right? That's driving what you do. Uh, thousands and thousands of kids have seen some of these videos uh, and their lives are being touched by that. Right? They're, they're being changed by being able to empathize and understand people better. Um, so how, how do you see yourself? I mean, you, you talked about it, you know, getting some interesting video. Tell us more about how it's helping you actually succeed to use this approach. The video. Or well, I'm the, thinking in terms of your superpower, right? In terms of your ability to connect with people, to be open, to elicit the vulnerable moments, uh, that superpower, how is that helping you uh, with what yeah. you're doing? Yeah. And having, having impact, doing good. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like a big factor of why I studied cultural anthropology in school. Um, is this like desire to have this kind of way of engagement with people. I think the video part and the engaging with people part, I mean, it, it's like what makes this feel so unique to people is what we hear. People are like, you, there are moments in these stories that people are just like, I've never seen that in the video. Like I've never, I would have never thought to see like a family in rural Indonesia crying together during Ramadan and like, spending this time forgiving one another and celebrating with each other and thanking each other while we're filming it. Like most people are just like, how did this happen? Like, is this really happening? Was this staged? And we're like, no, this is, we were just there. And so I think it's like this, we found, and I say we, because our team is out doing the same thing. And I, I think everybody who's filming has the same, on our team has the same kind of like superpower. Um, mm -hmm. We just build that kind of trust. And maybe because we have like no motive, like motive, like there's no like ulterior. It's just like, we just want to learn about this person. And so I think it naturally becomes this trusting environment where people are like, yeah, you could film whatever you want. And we just trust you to do good. There's no document signed. That's like, here's exactly how we'll use it so many of these stories it's just like people are just trusting that we'll do good with it and we we yeah. take that responsibility and say like yeah let's make sure we hold to that you talk about your team sharing this superpower this this value system how do you i imagine that's a function of two things one probably some screening and two probably some training. You might not think of it as training, but there must be some aspect of your sharing your vision with them that begins to feel like training or they begin to adopt your view. Tell us a little bit about how you develop that team value system, that shared 
superpower? Possibly just naturally over time doing it. I mean, there's nothing written down about it. There's no culture deck. There's nothing. I mean, we have a culture deck. It's cool, but nobody, we've never, I don't even know if they've looked at it. Like, I think the, the bigger thing is like, we just live it. And we've had these experiences where we, whoever I'm filming with, whoever we're writing with, whoever we're talking to on Zoom, we, we are, whether it's full-time team member, part-time freelancer, volunteer, like we just have these conversations and, and dig into the things and with each other and with the people we're making stories about to the point that it just naturally keeps growing. And it's like, it's contagious, Evan. I mean, it's like, it's not like I'm leading that. It's, I'm just part of it. And so whoever we work with is also doing that. And so I'm like, oh, whoa, Wayne or Lauren, like you've just shared so much of yourself. And I feel the, the magic of that. And I feel the value in that. And then I do the same. And so it's not like I'm always the first one to jump at having that moment. It's also like I, it builds on one another's sharing and being open. So I think one of the things you're saying, um, and you correct me where I'm wrong, but I, I think what you're saying in part is that to help others develop this approach, you have to implement that approach, right? You have to be vulnerable with other people. You have to share. Sometimes that even feels like you may be oversharing, but by developing that ability to share, to be vulnerable, uh, you invite others to share and be vulnerable. And you establish that and build on that superpower of, you know, empathy and vulnerability. Is that, am I thinking about this right? Am I understanding what you're saying? I mean, if I had the answer to that, it'd be amazing. I, I don't know. I mean, very likely. And also I feel like there's this element of, because I share in that way and because I'm around people who do that, I've had moments where people are like, I would have never expected to say what I just did to you. Like, I don't know how this just happened. Like, I don't know how we're sitting here talking about this thing that I've never talked about with anybody. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, same. It's not like this is something I, like, same. I'm confused too. Like, I don't know how this just happened. But that feeling is real for me. It's like every time I'm like, I don't know how I just said that. But yeah. I did to this person I just met. And so it feels like by inviting, the, there's like a, there's like an unspoken, and it ties to the wordless video thing, there's like an unspoken emotion that can be shared amongst people, I think. And you can pull a lot from a wordless video and the feelings of people without needing words, without needing narration. And in the same way, I think with two people engaging, you can have that same kind of connection, especially in person where you find yourselves open and trusting and able to share. And in doing that, there's kind of this, like, it grows for both people beyond that moment to the point that the next time it's like a little less scary and a little less scary. And I think so there's this kind of like 
the only way to cultivate this kind of superpower is to just keep doing it even when it's uncomfortable. And I've had moments where I'm like, I don't know, like that was really weird to say or share, but I did. And it feels better now. And in the same way, the other person will share the same thing. So I don't know. I don't know exactly. Um, yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's clearly a, a profound idea you're sharing and a, a profound principle, a profound superpower. Uh, and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to share it. And it, it's interesting how that, connects, I think, pretty directly to your work. Uh, if we kind of come full circle, that, that these wordless videos do connect to this ability you have honed to connect with people effectively, to have that, to feel empathy, uh, to allow people to be vulnerable, to be trusting, all those things come together. Uh, and uh, I think that's Really pretty amazing to think about. Well, listen, um, I'm really grateful that you would come and, and share this with me. Uh, I feel like I've learned a lot today. Uh, I, I'm hopeful that the audience will feel like they've learned a lot too and they'll want to be more connected to you. Uh, would you mind telling people the best way to learn more about Better World Ed and how they can connect with you and realize you're not on social media much to help tell people where they can find more information and how they best communicate with you. Yeah, absolutely. And just to note on the superpower thing, uh, to remember, I feel like for me, it's like, I don't even know if it's a superpower. It's something I'm just trying to do better. And so for whoever is listening, if we do connect, I would love to work on it together too. It's not a, I'm no expert. I, have it. I feel like I'm far from understanding how to do this really well. So I would appreciate people helping me figure this out better too. Um, I can be found on LinkedIn, Abhi Nangia. I can be found by email, abhi at betterworlded.org. Uh, what else? That's about all I got. Okay. I got a cell phone number, but I don't know if we want to put that out into the world. <laughs> I don't want you to feel obligated. Uh, but Avi, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to be with us today. I, I congratulate you on the great work that you have done and wish you uh, continued success in building and growing an organization that can touch lives around the world. So uh, here's to that. Thanks so much, Devin. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.